Can you, is there any other spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio? Does Jet Set yeah, Radio stand there, alone? No, no, no. This is actually a trend right now. Have yeah. you seen, uh, what is it called? Umu, Umuragi Generation? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like, that's right. like beyond good and evil and Jet Set Radio. You're like taking pictures of stuff, I think. And I think you yeah. also do some graffiti crime. Man, we should have played that, huh? We should have played that. We could have played <laughs> Mark Echo's Getting Up. I want to play that. Oh, There's a lot of games that I would like to play yeah. that have that kind of Jet Grind Radio spirit to yeah. it. We could also, the, I don't want to blow your mind, but we could also play Jet Grind Radio. <laughs> Man, I, it's funny because I, I was, I'm a Dreamcast. I want to be a Dreamcast boy. I always, but you only had I the two strive, games. The two you games. only had MDK2, a game that was on multiple platforms, sure. and then Sonic Adventure yeah. 1. But I did have Jet Set Radio Future on Xbox. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I played a lot of and that. And actually, I know that I've always been kind of, uh, I never really played Jet Set Radio Future, so I've always been like Jet Grind Radio is the one. Yeah. Um, but actually, uh, I was watching gameplay video, it's and really yeah, good. no, you, you shouldn't play Jet Grind Radio. You should just play Jet Set Radio Future <laughs> because Jet Grind Radio is it's like cr- trying to rollerblade uh, with a D pad. Yeah. You don't have a D pad to rollerblade, but right. you may as well because it just yeah, you're like so weird. It's so strange. So you're clunky. just like you're going straight, you're going back, you're going left, you're going right. It's it's rough. I wish there were more rollerblading games. Rollerblading culture is hilarious. Oh yeah. Just across the board and more things need to lean into that. Like why aren't there not just rollerblading? Why don't we have some cool roller derby games? Why aren't oh my why God. aren't video games borrowing from the roller derby sports and the idea of roller derby? Dude, Come on. Give me the Rocket League of, of roller oh, derby. Yeah, give yeah, me roller yeah. derby Rocket League yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Rocket, derby. Rocket Derby. Give me Rocket Derby. <laughs> Gamers? G- gamesies? Gamesies? Give me Rocket Derby. Hunter, I want. And I, Hunter and I have a lot of pitches, and I, if only either of us knew anything about how to actually make video games oh, uh, yeah, and the difficulty no. with that, but I could pitch you games all day. I mean, everybody could, I'm sure. But yeah, like, hey, everybody's an ideas guy. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Nobody's an execution guy. Right. We have like five people that are good at doing stuff. And but how like, much execution can there be to Rocket Derby? Uh, I think quite a lot. Oh, yeah, nah, come I think on. it could be. Games are easy, right? I don't think so. Yeah, that's I why think... it only takes a couple people. Also, everybody right now is trying to make their kind of Rocket League yeah. clone. Sure, so sure. I, I think I think it would be a crowded. Uh, you'd have to do a lot to make this one yeah. make sense, you know. Yeah. And also, kind of Rocket League is sort of a, a roller do- derby of sorts yeah. with cars, with little cars. I'm gonna so. get my dad into Rocket Derby, into roller, into Rocket League. Whoa, <laughs> my brain. I'm gonna get my dad into roller derby. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. Hello and welcome to the Old Gamers Almanac. I'm Matt Martins. I'm Hunter Donaldson. Hi, this is the definitive ranking of all video games ever made, ever forever. We are, we're back. It's 2022. We're here. Yep. Uh, We're rollerblading around the plaza. Yeah. And uh, we're going to, today is a little game. Mm -hmm. It's a follow-up to Matt's second favorite game of all time. Matt's second favorite game of all time. Hyler. Hyler, right. And the Drifters. <laughs> Tyler Tyler Plight and the Drifters. Hyper Light Drifter 2, yeah. a.k.a. Solar Ash. Uh, yeah, Solar Ash is a new game. Came out. Came out this, uh, well, the end of 2021, as it were. And uh, it is the, it's it, it's so weird because it's not, it's not actually a follow-up 
no. the Hyperlight Drifter. It's just no. another game by that studio. Yeah. It, and it's the got only, the same color scheme. It's got the exact same colors. <laughs> They're like, listen, these are the colors we like. We like, you know what? I, that's something I was thinking about, uh, Matt, because we were talking about favorite colors because yeah. we were playing that game Hues and Cues. Right. Um, and you were talking about how much you like purple. Yeah. And I was like, Hyperlight Drifter that's and Solar Ash like are purple. It's just about it's just the purple. purple game. Yeah. It's really purple, that pink, it's, and teal, buddy. It's purple, pink, and teal. And I think that's like kind of, <laughs> those are your colors that you, you might like. as well just make that. Like you could hand me three color swatches from Lowe's that are just purple, pink, and green and that or teal. And that's like probably my third favorite game of all time. Yeah, right that's there, probably you know? your third favorite game of all time. It's just, it's just three just color <laughs> swatches from Lowe's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but so Solar Ash is, of course, uh, uh, published by Annapurna Interactive, which, hey, you should play there. Like, that's, that's yeah, games. Good, yeah. Except a, for that, they seem to be uh, making deals with Epic Games Store for yeah. them all to be timed exclusives, which right. is like really obnoxious. Yeah, super um, so we had to play this one on the Epic Games Store. Oh, boo. boo. Uh, but yeah, this is Alex Preston. Once again, you can go back and listen to episode two to see how I feel about Hyperlight Drifter. But this one was a very different. Hey, pitch. also me. I'm also in that episode. Yeah, you it doesn't matter. Uh, the legacy of that episode is just that yeah. I liked it and Hunter thought it was OK. I thought it was OK. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't think it's a it's definitely not a bad game. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's actually I would say it's a good with several O's game. Yeah, I think this game is cursed by uh living in hyperlight drifters i'm not gonna say shadow because i'm not saying like the amazing quality of hyperlight drifter but mm -hmm. going into this game first off they sort of established like hey this is going to be in kind of the same world ish thing which i actually don't think that promise held true i think they decided to make this kind of its own world but it does feel Mm, pretty I similar i couldn't tell anything Do i couldn't tell matter. you anything about the story of this game Matt. there are large skeletal creatures with long swords rotting in pools of acid which is in both games so i don't oh, know okay That's, i mean yeah no you're there's right relevant features sure. um but obviously hyperlight drifter is just like a 2d you know adventure slash link to the past game Hyperlight Drifter is like a game that someone would make in college. Yeah. It's a cool college kid game. Right. And Solar Ash is like, take that same person and put them in high school now. Yeah. And in high school, you kind of over explain yourself. You, there's like a lot of insecurity <laughs> we're, we're in high school. Backwards. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it feels like a little bit of a regression. There's a lot of, I mean, I was really cool in high school. You were pretty cool in high school. No, absolutely not. You were pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I was pretty cool in high school. Uh -huh, so, and yeah. I had a great, I had a great high school experience. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, high school's not always bad. Sure. But yeah, let's not get into the review stuff sure, too sure, quickly. Sure, 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 sure. So let's the, let's the keep, keep it in the background for Solar Ashes. Oh, what if what if that team teamed up with Disaster Piece again? Same same musical stylings. Yeah. Same color scheme. Yeah. Similar world. Yeah. But a whole new set of mechanics. Yeah. And that pitch sounds pretty good. And the further pitch is, hey, what if the mechanics of that were Jet Set Radio, Jet Grind Radio meets Mario Galaxy, crazy uh -huh. world that's sort of like rotating around. Interesting and level design. You're rollerblading. Yeah. yeah meets shadow of the colossus yeah big crazy boss fights you see on an what? epic scale i'm actually gonna double down on my high school thing because yeah. it does it sounds like something yeah. it, it's a it's what a less if guitar hero <laughs> was super mario world met with super smash brothers plus, can you imagine it <laughs> i mean plus shadow of the colossus as it's a pitch thing <laughs> is kind of it is kind of a it, it just feels like a more yeah. naive Thing. Right. Like, uh, just to say, like, well, and it's also going to have Shadow of the Colossus. Right. It's going to have a big boss. It's going to, you know, the coolest game of all time that everybody thinks is cool. <laughs> Literally, no one 
like doesn't recognize how cool Shadow yeah. of the Colossus is. So it's kind of I don't know. It's like starting a band and being like, we're like Radiohead. Yeah, totally. it's like that. It's like Radiohead meets like uh, Tame Impala, <laughs> like meets uh, you know like My Bloody Valentine. But like it's if Jay Z like kind of, was yeah. working with right, all of them, right, yeah, right. yeah, it's it, it's Jay Z Impala. <laughs> It is it is a mess of things, um, but on the surface, I was ready to to trust this and, and yeah, ready for it to be cool. Although, I was more excited about it than you were yeah, you actually. Were. Yeah. Like in the, whenever I felt this game showed real good. Yeah. Like whenever every time they dropped a trailer for it, I was like, this looks fun to play. It's more. Uh, it seemed to me more adventurous. Mm-hmm. I'm you know you got to remember of the two of us, I'm the dumb guy, and the dumber your pitch sounds, the more I'm into it. Uh-huh. I like I appreciate dumb sure, things. Sure. And Solar Ash to me. Hyperlight Drifter was like riff on Link to the Past, yeah. which is a game that's been riffed on sure. quite a few times. Sure. Uh, so it was, it's hard to get excited about, it. and also the competition is fierce. If you're a Link to the Past, yeah. you know, riff, then like you're competing with, well, for one, Link to the Past, yeah. which is tough. tough. Um, this was like I want to be a Jet Grind Radio like with Shadow of the Colossus vibes, yeah. and while I recognize that that pitch might be a little childish i'm a little childish and was like i'm down for this dumb yeah. big loud game right right and um so the the way the game ends up playing out we can describe the mechanics real quick is you are this character who basically has rollerblades for feet um you you can <laughs> born in a born in a world you know with what rollerblades <laughs> for feet you know what it reminds me of is uh the tribes games the tribes games. Tribes, oh it's a yeah, first person shooter. God, old first your tastes are shooter. so weird. Tribes just, is good, man. I oh um, no, I know, I know you like yeah, tribes. Yeah. I just I forget the the best thing about doing the show is is just relearning the very specific <laughs> video game touchstones you have, like tribes. Yeah, well, Tri- no, tribes is good though. Tri- by the and way. tribes is all about movement and kind of these big open battlefields, and you skate like you find you know peaks Dude, and valleys to skate up and down, and that's part of your multiplayer first person experience it's very, honestly very cool. i've been i was thinking about tribes the other day because yeah. people have been talking about how cool the movement is in halo infinite and i'm right. like you know what has good movement you know what had a grappling hook and good movement <laughs> yeah. tribes ascend come yeah. on man right. that game was great right um so this game has that sort of vibe where it's okay you're gonna be skating you're the whole point is flow state right like once yeah. the point of like a any skating rollerblady game is all right i want continuous movement i want to hit combos sonic the hedgehog stuff tony hawk pro skater like i want to hit combos yeah um match with that this like level geometry that sort of inverts on itself and is kind of a a trippy world that probably won't explain itself too much except for (laughs) what we ended up getting is a game with a ton of explanation uh so the, this is the first step where this game uh, lives in Hyperlight Drifter's shadow, like I was going to say, because our assumptions about this developer mm-hmm. are that they will make the kinds of games that Hyperlight Drifter is. And there are many points in Solar Ash where it feels like the opposite philosophy and mentality of game design is yeah. going into it, where Hyperlight Drifter didn't explain its world at all yeah and its stories were told in three panel pictures yeah <laughs> you you'd right. go talk to a character and it would just show you three pictures and like that's what that's the story You're right like, oh okay well i'll kind of interpret that how i want and, mm-hmm. and go from there and let that bleed into the mechanics in my own sort of personal way and it lets everything be interpreted this is like this is the void wall and here is your hyperdome and like yeah. it tell it defines everything for you and the what what frustrates me about it is the way it defines everything for you is so clearly just to justify the mechanics of the video game it's one thing if they had invented this big world and then they're 
deciding how to take mechanics and interpret them into that world, right? Mm-hmm. Like the idea being like, let's take, you know, let's take Lord of the Rings and the fantastical elements. And how do we turn that into game design? Right. This was, we took a bunch of game design things that we wanted in this game. Now, how do we force them to have a bunch of terminology and and fit into the world. We well, yeah, have it's... to explain every single... We have to explain why you have rollerblades for feet. We have to explain why you're doing every single little thing it's that you're doing. It's such a strange thing after Hyperlight Drifter, a yes. game that didn't feel a need to explain itself right. at all. And in fact, the... So the smartest thing about Hyperlight Drifter from a storytelling perspective is, uh, and I feel like I'm going to be a little crass about this, but the fact that your character is like sick yeah. and coughing up blood... Right. Um, once the way it's animated, yeah. the way he, you're, it's it's actually. I mean, if you take a second to think about it when you're playing that game, it's it's very sad. Yeah. It's very like, right. oh my god, my my character who I know nothing about, right. uh, is sick and coughing up it's blood. Instantly personal. I am now connected to this character. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like that's all I know about the character. So I mean, it's not this connection is not super personal, and it's not like I'm you know. It's not like I'm emotionally invested and we don't have that right. Nobuo Uematsu music. So I'm not going <laughs> to cry when Eris dies, sure. if you know what I mean. Yeah. But it it's it's effective and it gets the job done. Yeah. Solar Ash is like, welcome to Solar Ash. Let me explain everything we got going on, yeah. but I'm going to use a lot of science fiction proper nouns yeah. that are going to kind of just boggle the mind. Yeah. And I will say this. I checked out on the story of this game Instantly. almost completely yeah. um, to the point where I was just I was just rushing through text completely ignoring it yeah and the biggest criticism i have for the story is that there is a uh, somewhat of a of a twist at the end sure i mean it's a story so yeah there's got to be you know something has yeah. to happen you right. know um and i ignored so much text and i still understood yep. the story at yeah. the end to and say, that's bad. to say there's that's... a twist coming is like not Sure. doing the poorness of the writing uh justice because well, it's, it's because it's it you everyone playing it like knows exactly what the twist is going to be the second it starts the, because the dialogue suggests it practically like the the entire time i want to say that i don't think that necessarily the writing is not necessarily bad on a micro no, level no, it's definitely bad not. on a macro yes. level yeah it, again i think the i think the philosophy of the writing is what is off which is again that idea that like it's just trying to justify game mechanics the whole time mm-hmm. rather than like they decided on this being the story and then let's make the mechanics let's let's for like like let's make the mechanics fit to that story right they just already decided what the game could have been and to me it's like you could have done the same things you did in hyperlight drifter of just like symbology vague like yeah. in, in hyperlight drifter you're just collecting triangles yeah i don't know what those triangles are at all and it doesn't matter i'm just collecting them because it's a video game and i don't need any further justification for this and this one is like you're defeating monsters but we definitely have to explain every intricate detail of why you're destroying those monsters and it's like i don't but i destroy the monster it makes the big thing light up an extra step there's six steps once i do all six monsters i've beat the game i know how this works like i've I've done this before yeah that might be the flaw of it actually because it does have the it does actually have all that symbology that uh that hyperlight drifter has it has a remarkably similar structure to hyperlight drifter you go to an area you need to hit all of the the amount of quadrants to sort of unlock the boss yep you then defeat the boss and move on to the next area, which is almost exactly how Hyperlight right. Drifter works. Um, I think, it, I think in general, this I hate saying this word because mm-hmm. it feels like I, I don't like it when people are almost like psychoanalyzing yeah, the developers. But 
it's impossible to get past a feeling of insecurity, mm-hmm. I think, in how the game is presented. And it could be that the game just didn't work in the way that they wanted it to. Yeah. So they had to kind of put it on rails. Yeah. For a game that is about rollerblading, it doesn't have a a strong sense of like freedom yes. about it. Right. It has a very like structured gameplay flow. Like for example, with the we were talking about this right before we recorded. Um, so it's Jet Grind Radio meets Shadow of the Colossus. When it's time to climb the Colossus, yeah. in Shadow of the Colossus, you just have to figure out how to climb up it. Right. And then you get to the weak point and you hit it. In Solar Ash, they tell you exactly where to go to get onto the Colossus. Yeah. There's uh, That's the only way to get on. Right. And then once you get on, it's constantly... Uh, giving you these markers and you need to hit each of these markers in order in order and in exact order that's what i mean by insecurity yeah it feels very like okay now don't don't get too you know don't get too free here don't get too experimental we want to keep you on kind of kind of a rail grid here right um and the the plus side of that approach is that each colossus kind of has a rhythm game feel of like i gotta hit that gotta hit that gotta Mm -hmm. hit that however on these colossus these colossi um there are all of these kind of um, like ramps mm-hmm. and and kind of uh, l- little gaps where if you fall you will get hurt presumably. Yeah. However, the mechanics have this kind of floaty feel to them where you kind of skate by. I mean, it kind of just like yeah. happens. Almost you feels like the game is playing everything. itself. Yeah. Um, and it's it very rarely in those situations does it feel as good as it should feel. Yeah. Yeah. It, it so there's this there's this dichotomy here that the game is kind of constantly faced with which is like it wants to be fairly forgiving because it doesn't want to interrupt your flow state right although we'll get into a thing of it absolutely does want to interrupt your flow state right kind of yeah, constantly yeah, yeah but specifically in the boss fights it doesn't want to interrupt your flow state um so it makes things incredibly forgiving you can slash your sword and hit the marker you're supposed to hit from like 30 feet away yeah the hitbox so far away from the stuff that you need to do the hitbox on the sword is like this like i mean it's like the size of a barn yeah so you're swinging a barn (laughs) at and hitting the broad side of a barn with your barn it's like yeah i think i can get it and and there's a there's a way to up the difficulty where like the timing is shorter and you got to get closer to the things but because the mechanics are really like floaty and that level geometry stuff we're talking about where it's like the mario galaxy like it's going to turn 180s and upside down and stuff that gets so confusing and like throws you off your your balance so easily that if you made everything tighter i don't think it would feel better so i'm not trying we're not trying to like put on our game designer hat and be like if you just made it more difficult it would have been more fun i don't think that's true i don't know yeah i don't the mechanics wouldn't reinforce that that level of difficulty it's it's it requires a little bit of flexibility right. in the hitboxes right. because everything else is so floaty that you you don't always have perfect control of what direction you're moving in right let's talk about the levels a little bit yeah. um because the levels was kind of where that's where i can get the most positive about this game because yeah. the way this game worked for me is i I found the the you hit that story wall yeah. and that kind of that scrambles Ooh. your brain a yeah. little bit um, and then I start. I kind of decided maybe about I don't know thirty minutes into the game. I was like, I'm not gonna worry about that yeah. stuff. Well, the, the worst part of that too is they overload you at the top. Oh yeah, time. yeah. But it, it does slow down over the course of the game. You still get some dialogue dumps, yeah, but yeah. it's like the first thirty minutes are 
25 Real minutes bogged. of dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of teaches you ba- the basics of how to play the game. Um, and then you start playing. I didn't have a problem uh, learning the stuff because there's not that many. I mean, mechanically, your character is kind of set at the beginning. Yeah. You don't, your abilities don't really mature or evolve. And that's yeah. fine. That, that That's not as yeah. long as long as the level design is challenging you. Right. It's fine. However, I found the first, I would say, half of the game to be a little kind of breezy. And I yeah. would say not very like. Like the art style is great. Yeah. Like like everything about the way the world looks really pops. But sometimes the geometry itself right. just kind of fails to impress. Well, and, and I feel first, like the first half of the game kind of went by me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm almost done with this game. And it's kind of the kind the of first done. couple areas are overloaded with like the main surface of this world is this blue cloud. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the first couple worlds are like all blue cloud yeah like the first the first proper section you go into is blue cloud with like four buildings and it's like okay well i'm gonna climb to the top of that building kind of spiral down through the inside of it and then i'll have finished that building and done the thing i need to do and then i move on to the next building but everything else is just big single tone blue cloud which it you know can be kind of visually interesting but like once you see the stuff that comes way later in the game it's like oh that, why wasn't that <laughs> the geometry all game long to like really really draw like it's yeah. way more impactful and engaging to see the vistas you see later in game whereas the first one is literally just like big blue orb yeah off in the distance second half of the game level design wise is vastly superior yeah. to the first half Almost to the sense where I I feel like it should have started with those levels and then yeah. kind of built from built, there, ramped up from. I that. think I mean I just think like you I had never heard this, but you you had said that they had name dropped Mario Galaxy yeah. whenever they were kind of pitching this game. Is that true? Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen so, them say that. So think about how Mario I mean Mario Galaxy opens and just smacks you right in the face with the kind of awe inspiring yeah. ridiculousness of the level design. Right. You're literally on these planetoids going from planetoid to planetoid and there's just something amazing about that yeah and i feel like this game with the skating once it got to where the really inspired stuff in the second half um i was like i like this i'm enjoying this but by the time we got there it was about time for the game to be over you know and and then and then before i knew it the game was especially the very last world or area i don't know what to call it but the last area in particular, this game was uh, the most I felt about it was it it bummed me out because I think I was I'd been kind of complaining about the game as I was playing it. Sure. I was like, oh, really like kind of a thin experience yeah. to me. And then you get to that last world. And I I, I like uh, suddenly I was like, oh, my God, I've been having fun yeah. for like 30 minutes. This. Like I'm like right. really actually liking this game. Yeah. Uh, and then and then yeah and then after that it was final boss time and it then over. it was over yeah. and I was just like man that it felt like a game that maybe you know maybe the story of it was that the pitch was too ambitious yeah. and so things had to be scaled back in such a way and we kind of lost yeah. the you know what would have been the cool nugget of right. this game I you, feel like kind of went away you said uh, that like you know there's no like upgrades really in this game and, mm-hmm. and that's fine with you it bothered me Again, only because it's living in Hyperlight Drifter's shadow and right. Hyperlight Drifter's whole thing is so in the exact same language as Hyperlight Drifter, there's the big key items you're right. collecting to unlock right. the bosses, and then there's little bits and bobs that yep. you're collecting, and that's like the money. Boots and and in Hyperlight Drifter, the bits and boodles are going to buy you upgrades for yourself. And you're also finding extra secrets around the world that are like your suit. It's like literally all of the same stuff as Hyperlight yeah. Drifter uh-huh. in the way that the upgrades. Now, the suit upgrades in Hyperlight Drifter leave something to be desired. 
tired. They're they're not actually that impactful, but they're right. kind of fun to find. Right. And I found the same true in this. It's fun to find the stuff. I actually found the environmental storytelling way better than the dialogue. Well, of chunk. course, of course, that would be better because yeah. that's what they've already proved they're good at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Know? And and you you stumble upon areas with like corpses or shrines or all sorts. Mm-hmm. There's so much cool stuff in there that if they just had stopped putting words in it, it that stuff would have hit way you know closer to home but on this upgrade logic um you collect plasmas these little blood droplets that's your money but the only thing you do with that money is you have a you have like a five point health bar but only one of those points is health and then the other four are shield right and and at the start of the game you only have two but you can spend plasma to gain the third the fourth and the fifth shield right and then after every (laughs) single boss arbitrarily they take one of your shields See, away and, and that's it costs one of the exactly three thousand yeah, plasma right, right. to bring it back up to five mm-hmm. and that's the only thing you ever do with plasma all game long that is one of the that is one of the design decisions that i do feel like i can just say unambiguously that's just bad yeah. because it just doesn't feel good for the player yeah it doesn't feel good that i'm having to collect this you know i mean these are like mario coins yeah and cash them in mostly just because I'm going to lose one. Right. It's like, right. it's not even, I don't even feel like it's when It's not I, inspiring. Nah. It doesn't it, make me want anything. It doesn't make me feel, it's not empowering. It doesn't yeah. make me feel more powerful. It also doesn't, especially though, it doesn't go the other way. It doesn't make me feel super disempowered yeah. whenever I lose it. I just know that, well, I'm on this. It's like a weird, almost like a... I don't know, like a stat thing yeah. or like a, and I mean stat as in like math stat. Like it's just like, oh, yep, they took one away. I'm about to get one back though because I've already got my 3,000 ready right. for to, you know, right. I, you just get caught in three and four is like where well, I was at the whole time. And, and to make matters worse, the plasma respawns mm-hmm. in areas. So like you don't even, it would be one thing if the plasma, which they kind of do this where it's like, oh, the plasma, there's like four in a row, in a row going that direction. Sure. Go collect those and see what direction kinda that guides takes you. you. It kind of yeah. guides you. Right. But after a certain point, I'm like, I don't need I don't need any of this. I don't right. ever actually. The only reason I'm collecting plasma because it's like, well, it's kind of like I might as well go down that line rather than uh, adjacent to it or whatever. But to me, it never builds to anything that matters. And, and past a certain point, I stopped caring about the plasma at all because I had built up such a stockpile. Yeah, right. I was I knew exactly how many areas of the game were. I knew how much plasma I would need to get my health back to full every single time. And if anything, too, honestly, the game isn't as fun when you have five health points. Like it becomes oh, trivial sure. yeah, to right. do anything. The bo- the first boss fight is the hardest one because you have two health and you got to you oh, got to nail true. everything. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. once I fully upgraded my health like as fast as possible, nothing was ever challenging ever again because you never are going to they, they leave shield recharge things everywhere yeah. there's there you will you will never go below like three health in this game because there's always more shield charges to find so to me it's like man i should have left myself at three health and then mm-hmm. that would that could have actually been my total challenges because then you can't get hit a couple you know you, if you get hit a couple times you're out or whatever like i i should have enforced my own challenges just so that i required the level geometry more and required all these other things but it, it yeah the, the plasma was a huge disappointment and the suits you find are similar to Hyperlight Drifter, these like nothing burger ability upgrades. Um, the second suit you ever unlock increases the uh, how often you can boost. You can, mm-hmm. you know, you, you hit a button and you kind of get a little speed boost. Right. And you can do that, let's say, once every two seconds. You get the suit, you can do it once every second, right? Boom, 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 boom. You're boosting all the time. That makes, that's cool. That's a good upgrade. It's the only one I ever used. Every yeah. single upgrade beyond that point 
uh, every suit upgrade was like something I just never would need. One of the suit upgrades is doubles the amount of plasma you collect. Right. <laughs> like, and it's like, I've already collected all the plasma I'll ever need. Like yeah. this suit is, is definitely nothing. And, you know, one of them is like do double damage to enemies, mm-hmm. which, well, that doesn't count for bosses because you don't have to do damage to a boss. You just need to hit each of the targets. Right. So all it works for is the enemies in the world. And those enemies aren't that hard like most of them go down pretty easy right so it's just none of that stuff felt like it went anywhere and i feel like if they could have enticed me along with some mechanical depth i would have been more hooked by it and the other way to do that it doesn't have to be a bunch of like rpg style upgrades but the level design also never improved like the first two worlds are kind of just the same samey thing to me yeah right and then you hit this world where there's these little spore sacks. Yeah. You hit a spore sack, and then you're on a timer. You see little, like, bugs floating around Sure, you, sure. And you have, like, 30 seconds to get to essentially a spore deposit. Right. And once you deposit the spores, you open up a rail that you can grind. Sure, or it's open like, a door. Or a yeah. door or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, this is like, oh, okay, this makes sense. This is So we're evolving the level design to change kind of how the game world feels. Yeah. Never does anything beyond that. Yeah. All you get are different versions of pits you don't want to walk in. There's there's pits with spikes. There's pits with acid that you can run on, but you need mm-hmm. you're on a timer to get out of the pit before it kills you. And then you have a lava pit. Right. But none of those actually do anything different. And then in later worlds, they just bring the spore thing back again. Yeah. But there's never anything more complex than do a spore rail and go beyond that. And that, and that's where the game like that's where and I you see this in a lot of reviews of the game of it really feels like the just Thus, you're doing the exact same thing for most of the game. Yeah, it, it's like it. It feels like the opening hours of a really great game right. that has been kind of expanded into its own game. Yep. But it just feels like a game that's just getting started. Um, I will say so. So to try and call out a moment I remember that was really great. That yeah. so the spore rail thing you're talking about. There's a really good moment where you have to. But I, 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 it is actually really similar to how the bosses work. But it's like you hit a you hit a spore rail, yeah. and then you're grinding on that, and you have to hit a, a hit a right. spore sack in order to unlock the next rail, right. and then you're you're grinding on Making that, like a chain add, to, to yeah. keep up. Yeah, you, you know it. It's it's one of those things where I I feel like maybe they should have taken more. It should have a little more maybe Tony Hawk in the DNA. It's yeah. actually pretty weird that there's no like I never went like upside down and yeah. did like some sort of. Uh, weird trick in the air there's not a lot of like oh i have to make this like difficult jump or something on i have to build up speed in order like i just feel like there's a lot of um there's a lot of stuff this is just one of those games where as you play it you're kind of just like rewriting the game a little bit because it is a good idea for a game and the world draws you in yeah and the art design is fantastic and honestly i would not be surprised if the story is actually good it's just it just smacked me yeah. in the face and made it difficult. I for think me the to main story is not good, mm-hmm. but the little there's there's essentially three side quests you can do, right? And all three of those are pretty good. Yeah, and you I were wish, telling me that. I wish those were just the story of the game. Like you could literally do away with all of Ray's story and Ray is the main character. Ray is the main character. Yeah. You could do away with all that and let it just be suggested. Right. But then, more importantly, what you're doing is exploring these other side quest stories. Right. And they they. The first one seems like it's self-contained in this area, in but then it starts crop like they start. You pick up back on the story threads amongst other areas, and it it adds to this exploration. But let's talk about the exploration for a second of this game, yeah. Because sure. there's a flow state, grindy, rollerblady thing, right? And then 
there's some black ooze you got to climb. And that is a screeching halt to any sense of flow and it's just grab it and slowly, very slowly climb and you, ha- you you can use your boost to sort of like do a little jump or whatever right but like those two things never felt good together right to me it, going from a grindy rail jump scoop over up the hill down around yep. and then pff, stop climb 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 get off okay now you can keep going again and i wish there had been a way to maintain that flow i just feel like the world all around exploring was fun finding the things i needed to find you know getting into the world doing Mm -hmm. all the side quest stuff i enjoyed but the act of actually navigating the world what it's like the opposite of breath of the wild in that regard where like breath Mm -hmm. of the wild is just fun to climb the walls and get into the nooks and crannies right but this one it i didn't find that fun right and i mean yeah it's it it's it's a different kind of thing because Breath of the Wild has like a systemic world that yeah, plays yeah, yeah, off yeah. of itself, and yeah. this yeah this is this is not quite that. I don't know. I think um, I think there's a lot of different ways they could have taken this that I think would have been a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, perhaps if it had been Dark Souls on skates, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, that could have been right. fun. Uh, a little more focus on the combat mechanics. Yeah. It it kind of what you're talking about, Matt, reminds me of kind of the problem with uh. Sonic the Hedgehog, that old mm. Sonic can run into. Because Sonic right. wants to go fast, right? Yeah. Um, but sometimes the levels don't have you go fast. Yeah. And and then and with Sonic, I would say, it's pretty easy to evaluate a Sonic level. I'll, let, <laughs> I'll, I'll teach you a little trick right now. Uh, Sonic won't go fast. So you go fast, that's a good level. Yeah. Uh, you don't go fast, that's a bad level. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Solar Ash has moments where it's like, I, I want to be Sonic the Hedgehog and go fast, yeah. eat chili dogs on the beach. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I want to eat chili dogs on the beach. And... And sometimes Solar Ash will be like, here's a chili dog, but uh, there's no beach. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's like the, the level. the point of a like. chili dog if you right. ain't got a beach? I, I, it, n- chili dog with no beach is not good. Um, <laughs> that's a problem. And then sometimes it's like, here's a beach, but there's no chili dog. Instead, yeah. I'm just climbing black ooze, yeah. uh, which climbing black ooze, not as good as chili dog. That's a fact. Um so yeah, it's it's the my big review, you know, like if I if I was like one of those like review people yeah, yeah, yeah. and the headline Your would take be like away. Solar Ash won't give me the chili dog on yep. the beach. Yeah. yeah. You know, six exactly. out of ten. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We've we, it's like it's got chili dog, it's got beach. You just gotta places. put them together. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna sit in the hot sun, dripping in sweat. Uh, sand in my toes, you know, not in a good way. Next and week's eat a chili episode dog is going to be super weird. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog one coming at you. Yeah, coming right at you. For we're not some reason, talk about that game at all. All we're no. going to talk about is just the chili dogs, man. Chili dog on the beach. Yeah, I've already burned the chili dog on the beach bit. Yeah, and we're not even on the Sonic episode <laughs> yet. But yeah, I mean, this. Oh, let's talk about the music because the music yeah. is strange. So yeah. disaster piece. Let's say for the record, disaster piece owns yeah he's great yeah uh real good stuff and the, it follows soundtrack fantastic the hyper light drifter hyper light drifter soundtrack fantastic yeah. um but for some reason the music is i, I don't know that the music is bad no it's it's probably not bad it's probably great but. uh most of the world stuff is it's literally just um environmental synth like it's it's not music it's not a tune that you're mm-hmm. and imagine like how that would feel if like for the whole level you're like doing grinds and you sort of feel a beat happening in the background uh-huh. and, and it's all uh-huh. a part of it no it's just it's a very ambient yeah it's very background it's easy to kind of ignore tune out completely. but what's weird is that this is a game about moving fast yeah. so you kind of want the music to, to get you going and yeah. and the thing that always got me about the music in this game is that 
my expectation was once we unlock the Colossus boss fight, then the music's going to get really cool. And that never really felt like that happened. And that's a choice. You know what I mean? I feel like they decided for the music to be a little more textured into the background. But for somebody that's a fan of Disaster Pieces music, I kind of was more excited about things being kind of pushed up. And I, I, again, I don't know, you know, it literally could be the mix, you know, it it could just be that the the music is never prioritized enough in the audio. I played this in headphones, by the way. So, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like I'm like missing out on the Yeah, I mean, no, I I, I was there ready to listen to hear uh, I I think there's like an identity crisis this game had and there's, you could attribute it to anything, but I've seen interviews with Alex Preston where he talks about trying to step back a bit and let the team like he didn't want to be this sort of like i am the auteur and my auteur, yeah yeah he he didn't want to do that he they wanted to back away and let the team design the thing and and he talks about uh you know his process of being the producer of this game is like just reinforcing what the team wants and trying to make sure all of it sort of fits together but to me what ends up feeling like is it just feels like everybody's making all these different decisions and there's very little cohesion to like what we actually get. There is a side quest in one of the last areas that is self-contained to that area. And it's hilarious. Like mm-hmm. it's this weird little, these squid people that have crash landed on this world. Right, right. And you're uncovering all of the various ways they've very stupidly killed themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like really funny. And then that's the only time the game is ever like that. Right. So clearly there's like, like one person wrote that storyline and just squeezed it into the game and to me it's like man if you'd made the whole game funny like that yeah and then let the music be like really lively and experience like just it it just doesn't fit in with everything else and i i can't tell what tone they really wanted this game to be yeah i think it's just like it's it's a it's like to take it back to sonic because we got away from sonic the hedgehog oh yeah it's got sega in the bones yeah. there it feels like a dreamcast game like it, the, the geometry yeah. oh the, yeah the big blue surfaces like it feels like an old dreamcast it's, game. and it's floaty it reminded me of uh nights into dreams a little bit yes. for some reason yeah, the yeah. floatiness kind of just reminded me of that um that's kind of a weird pull but um it's got sega in the bones but a sega game mm-hmm. needs to have fun with itself yeah, and it, it just cool. doesn't have enough fun with it's it's weird because it kind of feels like listen I got my cool sci-fi rollerblading game, but don't you dare think we're not being serious here. And it's just kind of like, I I feel like rollerblading, I mean, now this sounds like a diss on rollerbladers, but sorry, rollerbladers. I think your thing is inherently just kind of fun. It's It's just fun. Well, it's jokey fun. It's it's obviously like less... A rollerblader at a skate park is going to get made fun of by all the skateboarders. Uh-huh. And and the, the dude in the <laughs> guess. the dude in the seventies in his short shorts rollerblading on Malibu Beach is funny. Yeah, like to me, rollerblading is a funny. You don't take yourself seriously. Yeah, it's roller derby is like a goofy, crazy sport where it's about being. Le- you come up with a ridiculous yeah. fake name, and I'm, your team is crazy, and you beat the hell out of each other. Right. Like, it's inherently fun in this. I mean, in the same way that I mean, even skateboarding is fun. Yeah, like I skate. Yeah. Like I. I just feel like it. It had an inherently uh, loose uh, vibe to it, but then the game itself wanted to apply this very serious thing. And I think there is something thematically going on. I'm sure that thinking about Hyperlight Drifter, I know I'd read something with uh, Alex Preston writing about like what 
that game was about yeah. and it sounded like it was about Deep. some really personal stuff yeah. now i didn't necessarily feel that in hyperlight drifter remember sure. i am a stupid guy um <laughs> but this time i kind of got the vibe of like this seems like this is about something real deep yeah but i i'm being pushed away and and by the the yeah. writerliness of right. it right uh and so i'm not feeling that i could yeah. have felt it and that's a, that yeah this the, game it, it, it i think this game was like not even as far away from being a great game than maybe you the listener are getting yeah the impression we are like, we're really dogging on it but like there's stuff in there where it just it really works and then little little chunks completely take away from it i want to I, I, just to reinforce this one last thing of i think this game could have been funny is yeah because there's one other funny but i don't know how much like proper exploration you did hunter of like finding notes on the ground and reading Not them really. yeah you routinely really come across these journal entries from this guy who's got a voice kind of like this mm-hmm. and he talks he's got like a little culture southern accent <laughs> yeah yeah a little Lindsey graham and he he <laughs> oh sure <laughs> and he his he finishes everything by signing his name and his name is Tarragon Dandipas. And he says it like that every single time. He's like, the the solo- my soliloquy is a never-ending adventure of my own lifestyle. Tarragon Dandipas. <laughs> and it's it's so good. Like that That's part, really great. Really, I, it made me I want to explore. That. It made me want to explore more because I constantly wanted to find Tarragon Dandipas and journal <laughs> entries. And like you could have told me the entire story of the game just in those little nuggets of the adventures of tarragon dandipas yeah so like i just think the silliest bits of this game work the best yeah and the really self-serious main storyline just didn't do anything for me and it it could have been a funny rollerblading game with all this same atmosphere there's dark stuff in the funny stuff like it can still mm -hmm. be dark and brooding totally but be kind of just like a black comedy thing and and black comedy has gotten like dark death comedy has gotten not very good mm-hmm. <laughs> as of late i would say yeah there's very few people who do it very well mm-hmm. and this like hits right there on the edge of like oh you you like refound what can be good about black comedy besides just being like shock humor it's like right. you can find funny stuff within that style of humor totally and yeah i just think that that yeah maybe this game had a lot of really cool stuff going on in the periphery yeah. that had that been centered right. instead Would've of been awesome. what, and it, it it feels bad it feels bad to criticize it because i don't i i would put 50 bucks down right now that this game the center story yeah. is about something really personal right. 100% I, really I would i would bet hardcore cash on that yeah. bro <laughs> but but it just because something is about something personal doesn't mean i felt that heart to heart connection yeah. i think what it really needed was you need to make me care about these characters and right. i and i never got there yeah yeah i never and they boy the the voice actors talked about they they put the emotionality of making you care about the characters but i just never actually felt that myself i mean ray is going around the world finding uh these video or these audio logs of her her shipmates her friends who who Mm -hmm. landed here first and every time she talks about them she's like oh buddy i i'm i'm gonna find you we're gonna do like you feel all of that but it never actually strikes your heart you just right. you just hear the voice actor giving it everything they got basically i think i think the mistake is made very early with that and it's just kind of like you gotta you gotta get me to care about a character and i feel like i the that i didn't care about the character i was playing yeah. that much yeah. and then we hit that wall of science fiction jargon terms yeah and then 
and then I kind of checked out, which that's, is sad. It lost me there, and that's the problem. Is yeah. I, 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 we spent all this time ragging on it, and it's really only because it lost us in the thir- first thirty minutes. It did. It, and, it, and if they, but if the first we thirty just, minutes are critical. Yeah. If we, if it, if we could have just skipped over the first thirty minutes, we probably would have been like, this move, this game's like super cool, and like all. But like, yeah, they just they slap you in the face with too much, and it really kind of sullies the entire rest of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'll say this. I think that, um, I, you know, it's not a game I loved. I saw. I saw some promise in the game. Yeah. And this does not mean that, you know, when they announce their next game, I'm not going to be paying attention. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be paying attention. Yeah, I still like this team um, and I like their style. And so I'm, I'm excited for more. Also, little tiny note, this game does seem like it would be fun to watch speedruns of. It's oh, so sure. floaty and yep. broken and janky yeah. that like there's going to be ways you break the environments wide open. Yeah, yeah. And that seems very, very fun. I would so not I'm be excited surprised. for this at GDQ and yeah. stuff like that. I would not be surprised if in a year uh, there's a very fun speedrun yeah. of 20 Solar minutes. Ash. Yeah, of 20 minutes. Breaking of, yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it feel the it's weird. The mechanically it feels floaty and floaty always feels like, well, this can be broken yeah. and open in yeah, some way. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll yeah. see if they find if they figure some stuff out. Well, it's time to rank this puppy and I feel like actually our job's going to be quite easy today because oh, okay. I'm I'm feeling very I mean, I'm feeling very low. Yeah. It's going it's going towards the bottom. Well, the problem is that most of the whenever we talk about a game like this, yeah. it's a new game and we it, it's I want to say for the record, if you're interested in this game, play you it. should just play it. Yeah. Like it's not it's it that you might feel a little more positive than us and also for all you know, because you just heard us say things like all oh, the stories impenetrable, yeah. all this stuff, that you've actually been primed now. Yeah, skip over it skip and over enjoy it. the game. Yeah, and yeah. enjoy the game. And 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 maybe or or Maybe come in with the expectation that I'm about to get a lore dump at the front end. Yes. And maybe with that expectation, you'll take it better than we did. I Who knows? So. For all so. we know, we just made it where you're going to enjoy the yeah. game more than we did. And think. hey, seriously, do the side quest stuff. It's it's actually quite good. I wish I had. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I I really regret it now. Now that you told me that it's all good. Because by yeah. the time I started meeting these characters, I know. You I was think like, the whatever. writing's just going to be the same for yeah. everything. And it really isn't. The three stories are quite distinct in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're telling three different styles of story. Right. Um, like one of them is horribly tragic mm-hmm. the other is weirdly hilarious yeah. and then the third is like this ethereal it's a it's like this this religious figure grappling with the fact that his gods don't care about him at yeah. all and it's like uh, it's really cool like it's really genuinely cool especially in the conclusion of like how it wraps up yeah they're all good but they're not the focus of the game and you can completely miss them and then not never have got received that that quite good storytelling so I think we start from the bottom and see how high this thing climbs. Okay, that, that's probably good to do. But I mean, it's it's so at the so let's let's recap yep, the list because now that we can we can still do that. Um, so number one, Celeste. Number two, Super Mario Brothers three. Then Halo Combat Evolved, Quake, Papers Please, Hyperlight Drifter, Crusader Kings three, Halo three, Mass Effect three, Mass Effect two, Outrun. Metroid Dread, Donkey Kong Country 3, Final Fantasy 7, <laughs> Mass Effect 1, Halo 2, War of the Monsters. It's all, I mean, every game in the list still, we're still in that phase where most of them are legendary games. Yeah, They're yeah. games that have mattered a lot historically. This is a new yeah. game that we have conflicted feelings about. So don't feel like we're trying to dumpster on this game. No, it's no. a fierce competition yeah. at this point. There's um, only one bad video game on this list. Maybe arguably yeah, two. Right. Yeah. No, I mean I no, I do th- I do think there's only one bad video game on this list. Yeah. Um also I really it's funny because this has been brought up on the show. EJ brought this up two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. 
every time i don't know how we put halo 3 where it is to yeah. be honest i don't really know how that happened we'll yeah. see what happens with that in the future, in the future but somehow halo 3 got here's the problem i don't is, know how hey how is halo 3 better than both mass effect 2 and mass effect here's 3? what That's we did insane. to ourselves what? is we didn't play halo reach we didn't include that in our package of like oh, let's sure. play the bungee halos and so we let Halo 3 be the best multiplayer yeah. of the Halos. And that's not actually and true. And that's not actually true. Halo right. Reach is better. And if we had played Halo Reach, we would have been like, well, Halo 3 could probably be like down yeah, that's Metroid true. Dread or something. That's a good point. Um, okay. <laughs> Anyways, let's start at the bottom. Is Solar Ash better than War of the Monsters? You bet of course. your bottom yeah. dollar. Although I will, I will note that like some of the floatiness... Like, it feels like we're from that era, right? Like, it, yeah. this, this does feel like an early PS2 game where you're oh, just yeah, like, yeah. chunky, clunky, b- bounce around the world. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, we're not that far away from War of the Monsters, although I think the game is better, obviously, than mm-hmm. War of the Monsters. So better but, than War of the Monsters, um, Halo 2, what do we think? I think this, I, we're in a spot now. Like, yeah. I, it's, I, this is the discussion. This Halo is the 2 discussion because Rash. Halo 2's story, also stupid and nonsensical, yeah. but stupid in like a, we love war. Stupid and in a stupid way. Dumb action movie. Yeah. This is stupid in a experimental sci-fi way. At least they're trying something. Yeah. It wins uh, story v. story. I pick Solar Ash. Yeah. Um, gameplay v. Gameplay. I pick Solar Ash. Yeah, I think I pick Solar Ash the, too, actually. Boy, those. I mean, like, the gunplay. We don't like Halo 2 here. The, We're not really yeah. big on Halo 2. I mean, we can't say that the gunplay is bad, but the structure of Halo 2's campaign is dreadful. Yeah. I mean, those rooms, you just sit in and wait for waves and waves and waves of oh enemies my to God. come through. And Nothing is fun about that. What's Okay, so boss fights be, vo- be boss fights. <laughs> Solar, Solar Ash. Solar Ash. And we don't love the Solar Ash boss yeah. fights, but yeah. it's way better. Um, Solar Ash is shorter. The level design of Solar Ash is better than Halo 2. Halo 2 is a bad game. game. Yeah. Like, actually, yeah. I think I don't like War of the Monsters and I don't like Halo yeah, that's 2. that's what I was saying earlier. I, th- I think we have two bad games on yeah. this list. So I think, I, okay, I think we're both in agreement that yeah. Solar Ash is better than, than Halo, Halo 2. 2. Mass um, Effect 1. I mean, now I'm kind of a no-go. Yeah. I don't think I could go further than I that. I agree. Mass Effect 1, uh, for all of its flaws... Uh, it has uh, still tells has, a great story. Yeah, it does the, maybe the best story of the three games. Yeah, yeah, it does have a good story. Um, mechanically, it has problems. Um, but, but they're it also, not as big as Solar Ashes. No, nah, I don't problems. think so. Mass Effect doesn't feel like the exact same thing all game. It's mm-hmm. kind. It, it, there's a lot of you doing kind of the same thing, but at mm-hmm. least there's like some character customization, some growth, some new weapons you can acquire. Like there is stuff there. Um, the exploration of Mass Effect kind of sucks. Yeah, right. But, yeah, that's true. But the, sorry, uh, let me let me put it a different way. The exploration of the mechanics and acquiring stuff and doing the little planet mm-hmm. scanning sucks. But the exploration of the lore and the world and talking yep, to characters, yep. that exploration is like top tier. Yeah, and I care. So in Solar Ash, the, the problem is me not caring about the characters. Yep. And in Mass Effect 1, I do care about the characters. Absolutely. So story, story-wise, even though... You know, Solar Ash is trying to do something much cooler than what Mass Effect 1 is trying to do as yeah. far as a story. Um, it, it It's more interesting, but it's not executed better. So, yeah, I think Solar Ash lives above Halo 2 and above War of the Monsters, yeah. um, which is actually, I think that's pretty good, actually. That's, that's not bad. There's going to be a lot lots of, of stuff. Like- that comes under Solar Ash. Like oh, once yeah. we start playing actually properly bad games, Hunter and I just can't bring ourselves to do it yet. Every time we decide to maybe do a bad game, we're like, yeah, but that game's bad and I don't want to play yeah, it. Yeah, and we're trying to figure <laughs> out what is what is an episode where we trash a game. Yeah. Like, what is that right. exactly? Right. Um, so, yeah, we got to figure out what that means and how we do that. 
Um, but yeah, Solar Ash is the 16th greatest game of all time. Mm-hmm. It's better than Halo 2, a game that sold like gangbusters. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's, <laughs> yeah, that is cool. That is kind of a feather in the cap. I think so. Um, also, is Solar Ash the first time we have gone back to the exact same develop or i guess halo the halo Halo's games were going through the same yeah developers. yeah halo and, and mass, mass effect. effect but those are pr- those are full-on series yeah and those are um, those are series that we did yeah. um so yeah uh but yeah we're here we are here yeah. we are solar ash um i'm sure in the future we'll be taking a look at uh whatever what are they called heartbeat heart machine heart machine yeah whatever heart machine does next we will still be checking it out even though this game was kind of a mixed bag yeah but yeah. yeah, and I recommend you play it if you think that it looks interesting because it's not, you know, it wasn't like some horrible experience, and especially no. if you've listened to people rag on it for an hour and you still are in interested in it. You're, yeah, you'll yeah. probably you'll probably do just fine with it. I'm excited for next week, buddy. Yeah, we got it's time yeah. for Sega to have some time. Sega. Sega. <laughs> yeah. Except we're doing the first one, which is like a weird is a kind of. Well, my plan is that we will do every Sonic eventually game, every Should single we, can we Sonic talk about game. What, what we haven't really teased it at all yet, but like we're going to do kind of a series of Sonic games, but like yeah. there's a billion Sonic games. There's a right. ton of Sonic games. So we're, what, what are we doing? So we're doing a dumb, really dumb thing. <laughs> We're, we we wanted to do a series of Sonic games, um, and maybe, you know, every couple years we'll do another series of Sonic yeah. games. This time, for some reason, we're doing um, what we would say the first major game mm-hmm. in every era yeah. of Sonic. Yeah. Um, so there's Sonic the Hedgehog, the original yeah. game. Uh, we, we'll do that one. And then we're going to do, uh, eventually we'll do Sonic Adventure 1, yep. which would be the beginning of uh, 3D, Sonic, 3D era. Sonic era. And then we're going to do Sonic Colors, yep. which I would define as the beginning of the, we don't know what we're doing with Sonic <laughs> and we do something different every time. Yeah, yeah. Every we're Sonic throw, is the, a new The beginning of the spaghetti at the wall yeah. phase yeah. of Sonic. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I, I don't know what that's going to look like. I, I, I think at least... A couple of uh, we finally have at least a truly bad game coming up for the list outside of War of the Monsters. Like there's going to be something competing. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we're going to be working on that bottom half of the list for a little bit Um, because you know, uh, here's here's the best Sonic games: Uh, Sonic Three, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Mania, and we're not talking about any of those. Sonic Two. Yeah, Sonic 2 is pretty good, but yeah. Sonic... So, you like Sonic 3 a lot more. I like Sonic 3 a lot more. I like Sonic 3 and Knuckles. I and like Sonic just Mania Sonic and good. Knuckles. Yeah. And Sonic Mania is the perfect yeah. dish. Right. It's like, it's Sonic Mania is just, uh, here's here's a little bit of everything yeah. that is good about Sonic. Man. It's, it's it, Sonic Mania might actually be objectively the best Sonic game of all time. <laughs> it's funny, all of these indie developers coming in. Matty Thorson makes the best Mario game ever in Celeste. The people that made Sonic Mania make the best Sonic yeah, game yeah. in Sonic Mania. Like all these Tax people are man. coming in and just like solving all of the old games. Well, if you think about it, it makes sense because a lot of the these old game series have been kind of left by the wayside yeah. by the original people that uh, that cared about it, and those people have moved on to something else. Right. Meanwhile, all these this new generation has Came had like twenty games. plus yeah. years to think of what I would do to improve the formula yeah. and 20 years is a long time to think about something. And then it turns out when they start doing it, they yeah. knock it out of the park. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Well, great. I love it. Uh, you can email us at old gamers, almanac at gmail.com. Give us your takes on the list. Hey, uh, also if you go to our discord uh, in the, in the OGA episodes uh, channel, uh, our user area has set up 
<laughs> OGA prediction league.com. Yeah. And when we announce upcoming episodes, you all can place your predictions of where you think the game's going to fall on the list. This is a so hilarious ridiculous. community endeavor. I love it so much. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. As we announce, as basically the way it's going to work is as we record the episodes because hunter and i get really flaky with games we, we've routinely been like we're gonna do this game next right and then we start playing it we're like i absolutely don't want to keep playing this game we're yeah. not gonna do or that just game. can't like, or just, just can't like, get yeah. it together or whatever right um and so we're only calling a game on the docket once we've like recorded the episode or at the very right. least both beaten the game and there's like a plan in place to play the episode or to, to record the episode yeah when that decision gets made, it will get put on OGAPredictionLeague.com, and you can make your prediction of where you think it's going to fall in our ranking uh, yeah. of all the games. So so hop on to OGAPredictionLeague.com and uh, show us how predictable we are. Yeah. Uh, show us how obvious we are in our opinions and <laughs> yeah. what we think about stuff. And this starts the new arc of the show where we start to see how well people do, and we the list gets way worse because we start trying to thwart oh, the yeah. prediction. We're going to sabotage our own list. <laughs> um, so yeah, next week, get ready for Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Uh, can the, we go ahead and say the other one that we're doing? Yeah, 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 yes, please. So so the week after that, for this is for the sake of OGAPredictionLeague.com, uh, which you should check out. You should got to check it out. It's really well put together. Um, we Next week after uh, Sonic 1, we are doing Inscription. Yeah. We're kind of sticking with it's the end of the year. We've been thinking about new games that came out yep. that were interesting. Um, I've already played through about half of Inscription. I'm about to start And it. that game is, uh, oh my God, it's a, it's a barrel <laughs> of nuts, yeah. basically. Yeah, I'm excited for I'm that very, one. That very excited be, to talk That'll about also that. be our another endeavor of how much do we spoil about a game we like to talk about. Uh, that relies on spo- that it'll be hopefully we find a, a, way, a way to thread that episode that lets us actually talk about it. I'm I, I be prepared on that episode there will be a spoiler section, section where we just completely spoil the entire game and the, the thing about inscription I think that's going to become the thing about this show because we listen to some other video game podcasts and what I've noticed is in all the other video game podcasts I listen to they refuse to ever spoil anything pretty yeah, much yeah and I get I get sick of that. I get sick of listening to that. So I want to be the show that like, hey, listen, if you don't want to spoil them, then yeah, we'll separate that. Yeah, but we're gonna talk about inscription. Yeah, yeah, we we will we will spoil inscription, but we won't do it before telling you we're about to yeah, do it. Definitely. All right. No joke or anything. We just kind of we're this, just like done. This show has jokes. We just like log off. This show has jokes. Is that what's it? happening? Yeah, man. We're done. We're just I don't like know. yeah. Oh, okay. What do you well, want to I do? just felt like go ahead and tell a joke. No, I mean I don't have it. I would I'm love just to saying hear that. Well, I'm just saying it just kind of felt like we just like clocked out. I agree. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just I mean, like that's, that's what I mean. Now we're in like a weird energy level. Do people want that? Yeah, Is that do what you, people do? They just you guys like jokes at the end? show over. Do you guys like jokes? At How the about end? this? Just shut up. Show over. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Night Corey. <laughs>